Tile Friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. This podcast is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our weekly education designed for contractors by contractors. This education is assisting tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, I've got a great uh, a great guest with me. I have Jerry Levinson with me in the studio. Jerry owned and operated Carpets of Arizona with his son for seven years and recently has sold his share of the business to his son. And now he offers business consulting to flooring professionals, including sales training, and he teaches a masterclass a few times a year. Jerry loves to work with uh, flooring professionals, improving their marketing, sales presentations, and hiring top salespeople and creating that great company culture. One of his favorite topics, which is one of mine and we'll discuss today for sure, is raising your prices. Jerry also runs um, the Flooring Dealers and More group on Facebook group. From time to time, you reach out to me, some of you reach out to me, uh, my audience, and ask about retail groups and getting started uh, transitioning from a contractor to a retail store owner. So this podcast is for you. That group is for you. I'll say it again, Flooring Dealers and More. It's a Facebook group. And he has a podcast of his own, the Flooring Business Podcast uh, with Jerry Levinson, Flooring Business Podcast. That's going to focus on the business side of the flooring more than the product side or installation side. So if you like this podcast, I have a feeling you're going to like that one. Before we bring Jerry on, I would like to take a minute to thank our sponsors. These are the companies who are investing back in you, the listener, the tile installer, uh, the contractor. Our sponsors are very aware of the need to build you up and to build a sustainable industry from the contractor up. They see your struggles out there in the field um, from the smallest contractor up and they want you to be sustainable. They want you to be profitable and that's why they're investing in uh, putting their money where their mouth is by sponsoring Tile Money Podcast. Um, So if you want to reach out to our sponsors and thank them for doing so, please do let them know you appreciate their support. We have the National Tile Contractors Association as a sponsor. The NTCA is the oldest. They're 75 years old uh, this year. Uh, Congratulations to the NTCA for being the voice of the tile contractor for 75 years. Lady Cree International. Lady Cree International is 65 years old this year. They are um, literally credited with inventing Thinset. They are very innovative to this day. They continue to push, uh, look for lightweight solutions as well as... um, you know, dust-free solutions, all kinds of solutions for your business. GoBoard, GoBoard is a Johns Manville company. GoBoard is a lightweight backer board, uh, it, waterproof, fully waterproof. Um, it's a great option for you to have uh, in your pocket. Get to know GoBoard. They have sealant. Um, they have a point drain. They have shower pans, the whole nine yards to build shower waterproof systems. Happy Tile Guy, happytileguy.com is where tile contractors are getting tile websites built for them by a tile contractor. Yours truly, I'm a part owner in that, full disclosure. And I want to thank my patrons who donate monthly to support this podcast. We appreciate you. All right, Jerry, how are you? Hey, great. Doing good. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, happy to get you on. Love tile money. Love what you're doing, Luke. And you know, I'm doing that in the flooring dealer group, uh, really created that group for the business side of it. Mm. And, uh, you guys are doing phenomenal in tile money. And so, uh, I'm 
on there, probably more than flooring dealers and more right now, just adding to the conversation and seeing <laughs> where I can add input when it comes to money questions and mm. getting more money or, or that relationship between contractor and customer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being in there. Uh, you add valuable content, you answer questions and we appreciate your presence because like I said here in the introduction, we do have a lot of contractors who like to, you know, who, who outgrow or who, who grow into, um, you know, I mean, I'm talking to someone this week, you know, and, and I pointed him to your group who asked me, you know, he has an opportunity to buy um, a little showroom and a business that, you know, the gentleman's retiring. And so, um, you know, those opportunities are going to present themselves from time to time. And maybe it's a business strategy you've thought of, um, Tile Friends, listening. So today we're going to talk, you know, we'll get into that. You know, Jerry's easy to get a hold of on Facebook, obviously, like we're talking about. Um, and we'll talk about some of the things he's able to do for you um, before we get into it though, into the meat and the potatoes, just give us an overview. Where are you at in the world, Jerry? And who are you? Uh, where do you come from? What do you like to do? Well, and I'll, yeah, my background is I owned a window covering company. Uh, it was called blind devotion. Uh, I used to tell people it was I a like dating that. service where we match blind people to ugly people. And, uh, and then we started selling them window coverings. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I have my struggles in that. Look, in that business, I was a technician. I did the installs. I understood the blind business, or not the blind business. I understood window coverings better than anyone. And I noticed that there were people that understood business and marketing better than I did yeah. who were running circles around me. So I got crushed in 2008 and nine, like a lot of people and went through bankruptcy, you know, just about lost everything and realized I, I didn't, I didn't want to blame the economy for what I went through. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like if I was a better business person, I could, I could have probably survived through that. Mm-hmm. So the next three, four five years, I really studied marketing and business. There's a, a guru named Dan Kennedy that Dan Kennedy is to marketing what Tony Robbins is to self-improvement. And it's just fascinating to learn all this stuff when, you know, when you are a technician and you are smart about the product and the process, but you don't understand customers. Mm-hmm. So it, it's quite a transformation to go from understanding the product to understanding customers and make no mistake. We're in a product oriented industry instead of a customer oriented industry. And so uh, going backwards, I, I uh, uh, sold blind devotion uh, in 2013 and then started my flooring business in 2015. Mm-hmm. And the thing that, that, really excited me was the opportunity in the flooring industry was amazing because everybody sucked at marketing. (laughs) So that was the one thing I was good at was marketing. And I really didn't understand the flooring business. I I got the product, not understanding the flooring business, not understanding the product gave me an edge. Like you wouldn't believe I did hire some salespeople who were experienced, knowledgeable. I hired installers And I figured it out. But mostly what I did is I listened to customers. I listened to the questions customers were asking. You know, if you look at all the displays, and we're heavy in carpet in 
Arizona and in my business, we do a lot more carpet than anything else. And listening to customers when they're coming in, there were no customers asking about, you know, carpet staying clean. I want a carpet that cleans very well. And yet every manufacturer makes it the most important thing on their display. And every manufacturer will tell you why their carpet cleans the best when there's not a single customer asking for that benefit or feature. You know, if a customer wanted a carpet that cleans really well, they're probably going to go to a hard surface. You know, if that's really their problem is keeping it clean, they're probably going to get away from carpet. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah, one one of the problems this industry has, and a lot of people in this forum and group have, is you're not selling the sex. You know, I look at the work that you guys do, and I'm always in awe of the workmanship that, that goes into it, how complicated it is. And people commoditize this. How do you commoditize the skill and what you're doing? You know, it's, it's impossible. I mean, trying to compare and compete to other people that are doing the same thing, there should be no comparison. Mm. You know, and I don't think, I think some of you guys have been doing it so long that you fail to appreciate how much skill really goes into it. And if you do appreciate it, then you might fail to communicate it with the customer in a way that makes them confident in using you and afraid to not use you. Mm. You know, it's, I teach a lot of sales skills and there's a great way to, to sell that gives that customer confidence in you and makes them afraid to use somebody else. And you're never bad mouthing the competition when you do this. You're just presenting what you do in a way, you know, take whatever you do that's ordinary and make it extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything from the preparation to the installation and finishing up with grout and sealing it, you know, everything that goes into what you do should be done in a way that it's a process, it's sexy, it's complicated, and that customer should should want to hire you at a higher price. You yeah. know, my goal is always I want customers to hire us even though we're more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. Uh, man, there's a lot of lot of value there in those few minutes. Um, I was trying to take notes while I could. Uh, you, you, you mentioned, um, you know, not understanding the product or not understanding the floor in the industry gave you an edge. Can you just expand on what you mean by it gave you an edge? Yeah, because I find people explain things that don't need to be explained. Look, have you ever gone out and bought a car? And you're looking for a car. Maybe you're looking, you know, you're, you're a truck guy, so you probably don't care about this. But uh, somebody going out buying a car, and they find out that car gets 45 miles to the gallon. Do you care why it gets 45 miles to the gallon? Do you want to know about the circumference of the cylinders and the friction and right. <laughs> the science? You know, you ever hear a car salesperson explain to a customer why this gets great fuel mileage? No, you don't care. You just care that it gets 45 miles in the gallon. Mm-hmm. So I've got three products in here, uh, Coral Lock by Carandine, uh, Revwood, which is a laminate, and then uh, Pergo Extreme from Mohawk. Mm-hmm. All three co- products are made differently, and all three products will give the customer the same experience at the end of the day. 
So in the, what is important about the core of how that's made up? What's important about how it's installed? No, what's important to the customer? First of all, looks are the most important thing to a customer. You know, and if you're not selling something that's going to look good, you're dead in the water. So mm-hmm. why are we putting so much focus into the durability of a product? So you can have the most durable product in the world, but if I don't like the way it looks, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to buy it. Right. Yeah. So if we're starting off with durability, you know, it, and I blame the manufacturers for this. They do a piss poor job at presenting their own products. Hmm. Mohawk came out with a gorgeous display for carpet and they showed why their ugly brown smart strand carpet outperforms the ugly brown polyester carpet. You know, it was just such a horrible presentation. Instead of saying, this is the fall fashion of 2022. We got the latest colors and styles that decorators and designers all over the country selected. Mm. You know, where's the sex? Yeah, It's not that hard to appeal to that customer coming in and what she's looking for. I like it. Sell the sex. Yeah. So I mean, look at look at you what you guys are doing uh something as simple and it's not simple at all. But the cuts that you make around the edge of a door frame or how you finish off uh, around a toilet or you know the those edges are so important. Mm. And yet we don't you know, most most of you guys aren't selling this thing that you're really good at that you know if they hire somebody else, it's not going to come out as good. It's interesting you bring this up. I'm really glad you're bringing it up again. I wanted to touch on it. All these little things that make us worth our money, you know, there's a saying, you know, you're not paying me for the 20 minutes it's going to take me to install it. You're paying me for the 20 years it took to know how to do it in 20 minutes. Um, all these little things, my wife's really good about this. She catches me even with this business, my tile money business. And she says, what are you doing? You're not, you're not selling it. You're not talking about it. You're not telling them how excited your audience is and how many lives you're changing. And with the tile, you know, business, it was similar. She's like, you're not talking about all these little things. And I would think, well, they know that, you know, I make the mistake of thinking everybody knows what I know. And, and sees what I see. Right. And so I was like, well, they know that. Or because I said it last year, you know, or last month, I don't want to say it again. It's like, no, you've really got to hone in on these things. And maybe that's, that's made me think of like TikTok and Instagram short stories or anything. Some of the most popular videos I see go viral are very basic. Um, and maybe, or maybe like an intricate cut, like a, just a small cut. And maybe it's got, you know, uh, just different that, you know, it's a, bit of a complicated cut, you know, um, with a bend in it or something to go over, you know, around like a hood or something. Um, and it's just a 15, 30 second video and people will see that, you know, those, that video seeing the contractor making that cut and a tile guy or a flooring guy might think like, well, I do that cut every day of my life. What's the big deal? But it's those small, sexy things that is like, oh man, now a client's going to understand and be like, wow, he's really talented at that where it's like, well, no, you need, I mean, you need to be there. Right. So where that's really important too. Okay. Let's say you, you explain that to a customer about 
um, we do a, a tight cut price uh, process mm-hmm. where we get within an eighth of an inch around. A pro- I, I'm making this stuff up because I don't know. No, that's, that's good- kind of what I do is yeah. make stuff up to make whatever I'm doing sound sexier, more complicated. So somebody else can't say the same thing. Right. So, and that's part of the marketing and the creativity of what you're doing mm-hmm. and, and what you're selling. But where that's going to sell really good is right now they have some tile that bugs them. It's cut the way around and it really bothers them. So if you explain that this is part of your process, you're actually competing against the previous person in the job that they had. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. So one of the processes we do here when we're doing carpet is we have, and I've got a sheet that I use a sales sheet that we hand to our customers and it explains the experience they're going to have by hiring us. One of the things we do after we tear out your old carpet and your pad, we're going to dispose that for you. And then we sweep and inspect the tax strips uh, to make sure everything's good. Cause we offer a lifetime guarantee installation. Well, other people do that, but nobody explains it the way I just did. Yeah. <laughs> so they just assume the customer knows, Oh yeah, they're going to tear it out. Oh yeah. They're going to haul it away. Well, I don't know if they're going to sweep. But then the other thing we do that nobody does is we treat your floors with Dumbo spray. Dumbo spray kills dog urine, mold, mildew, bacteria, and odors. And that's what Dumbo stands for. Dog urine, mold, mildew, bacteria, and odors. Yeah. I made that up out of whole cloth. Yeah. I just wanted my customers to have this experience. And this isn't something we offer if they want it. We do it on every job. Yeah. And So where we sell that job is if they have an existing dog urine smell, we've got that job sold. Mm. You know, nobody can beat us and nobody can compete against us. The customer may ask somebody else if they have something for that. And they'll say, well, yeah, we got some kind of enzyme treatment. I'm not sure what it costs. Let me go back to the office and figure that out. And I'll get back to you with the price on that. Mm. Yeah, You know, where they're they're not prepared. They don't have the Dumbo spray. That's right. So it's a, it's like a propri- it's almost like a proprietary, you know. I mean, it's a you know, it's just some it's it's marketing, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's just it's something that helps. Presentation. Yeah, the presentation, I, yeah. I just worked with a tile guy on his presentation and it and it's just it's so kick ass that it, you know, it gives you the ability to hire anybody to sell. And that's one of the things that I think you know that that these guys that are new and uh, we want to talk about this, the, the new guys, I call them goik. Uh, they need to get off their knees. Mm. Um, that, that they're having a hard time doing is hiring people because they're so knowledgeable. I talked to a woman yesterday who has been in it for years. Her husband's a tile installer and she's having a tough time trusting anybody else. Mm. If you create a presentation like the one I'm suggesting you create, then you can hire anybody and they can sell for you, mm. you know, and I can train anybody in a day or two how to sell tile and they don't need to have the knowledge and years of experience, mm. you know, and you can do it in a way that that customer is going to trust you and hire you. Mm-hmm. Let me take it back a step. Okay. So all of you guys, um, you, you know, there's so many people in here that are not only installing tile, but you're giving the estimates and you're answering your phone, mm-hmm. you know, so you're, constantly distracted by having to answer the phones and then you're scheduling your repairs or anything else that needs to be done. You have to call the supplier. I always tell people if you're a goik, if you're trying to get off your knees, 
the first person you hire is just somebody for 15 bucks an hour. It's going to answer the phones. Mm-hmm. Do they need to have experience? No, not at all. You know, anybody can answer the phones. They can call the supplier. They can call customers up and schedule you out there, but they need to take that mental task off your plate. Yeah. Cause the hardest thing that you guys are doing is trying to manage all these different things in your business and you're doing $15 an hour work when you should be out there installing or selling and doing stuff that makes you a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, and, and even further, I mean, you could outsource that to a call agency for probably fifty or a hundred dollars a month, and you know, teach them how to answer the most common questions you're receiving, and you know. Easily. Yeah. Let's do that right now. Let's, let's play. Do you want to, do you want to play a game? Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> play it. along. Okay. So I'll put you on the spot here and uh, uh, forgive me for doing this. <laughs> so I called up your store and I asked you, Luke, what do you guys charge to, uh, what, what am I looking at for like tile and, and installation? What do you guys charge? Yeah. Well, it depends on the space. What are you, where are you looking to have the tile installed? Oh, uh, we got in uh, two bathrooms. You want to do your showers? Are they showers, tub, bathtub surrounds? No, just the floors. Just the floors? Yeah. Okay, well, two bathrooms, you want to get them done at the same time? Uh, yeah, probably. Why? Kind of depending on the price and all. What, uh, why, are you, why are you wanting to get this done? I'm, I'm just trying to get an idea of what it's going to cost as far as, you know, material and labor. Like, what am I looking at? Yeah, yeah. What kind of tiles are you looking at? Like a 12 by 24 inch tile or... I don't really know. I, I don't know okay. anything about tile. Okay. Well, for, for your two bathroom floors, I, I assume they're, you know, approximately 40, 50 square foot each. Um, we're going to be looking at, you know, $2,000 or so per bathroom. This can, you know, range from 1500 all the way up to, you know, 3000 uh, per bathroom. So let me teach everyone here exactly how to, and this is the first thing I start everybody off with coaching. How to, do you guys ever get that call? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Okay, so they call up and randomly ask that question. So here's how you answer that call. And, and this is the thing. It, it, well, let me teach you how to answer the call first. So you call up and say, how much do you charge for tile and tile installation? The first answer is, well, tell me about your project. What are you working on? Mm-hmm. So you kind of did that. Tell me about your project. What are you working on? Okay, and then, uh, well, uh, let me ask you, is this, is this for your house or, I mean, are you selling the house or is this for your enjoyment? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can get a little bit more idea. And then uh, well, what part of town are you in? So I can get what kind of, what part of town are they in? So I can mentally already schedule their, their appointment. Yeah. And then, um, so I can say, uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you know what tile you're looking for or would you like me to bring a selection out for you? Mm. And that's the other thing that's important. A lot of people don't know. So asking them a question that they don't know the answer to is frustrating for them. Mm. So asking, do you know what you like or would you like to bring a selection, me to bring a selection out for you? Mm. Most of them are going to say, yes, bring a selection out. I'd like to see what you offer. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, great, I can be out there tomorrow. I've got an opening at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would that work for you? So always trying to schedule the appointment, not don't ask them what time works for you. Mm -hmm. 
all this stuff I'm doing right now, I don't need any experience. So anybody, a bookkeeper, the warehouse guy, anybody in your organization can be trained how to answer the phone and talk to a customer this sure, way sure. and help them out and schedule the professional out to the house. Right. Yeah. So, and then you can also give them an idea of the price based on the project. You know, you can ask them more questions. There's a saying, and, and everybody needs to learn this. This is the one to write down. It's better to understand than to be understood. Mm. It's better to understand the customer. One thing I learned, I created a consumer guide for buying blinds in Arizona. Okay. And in that guide, I didn't put anything about blind devotion. I didn't put anything down about my company. I just gave them instructions. If you want blinds in your bedroom and you want it to be dark, here's some options for you. If you have a golf course view, here are some good options for you. And it made me the expert because I was just the author. Mm -hmm. But I didn't tell them how many years I'd be in business or why we're better than everybody else. Yeah, It was all about them and their situation. Mm -hmm. So, and we're prepared to answer questions. And that's the other thing is how many people get jammed up by a question and people say, oh, man, it's so frustrating. Everybody calls me up and asks me what we charge. You know, they only care about price. No, they don't only care about price. They don't know what else to ask. Mm. They don't appreciate what you do, how long you've been doing it. They have no idea what to expect. Mm. And look, if you're calling around and trying to get tires for your vehicle, you're going to ask, what do you guys charge? That's a legitimate question. Sure. So don't get defensive about that question. Learn how to answer it properly instead of, you know, feeling like this customer is just asking for price. Mm -hmm. How many people won't put up a website because they're worried about customers just price shopping? Well, there's no prices on websites. You can't get pricing any information from anybody. Yeah. No, we have pricing on our website because I know customers are looking for pricing. Yeah. This, and it's not so they can compare and come up with the cheapest. It's so they can get an idea of what it's going to cost. Because people have no clue what this stuff's going to cost. Mm. It's true. I'm a I'm a big fan of pricing, transparent pricing on websites. You know, and it it's, it should have a range. Obviously, you know, there should be a range. Um, yeah. But you know, you can and people tell me all the time. Well, how do you know until you see it? It's like I built dozens of showers. Like I should know what the longest one I've ever built took me how much, you know, and exactly. and what the bottom rate and what my bottom, absolute bottom price would be. I mean, come on. Yeah. Is this uh, a <laughs> doing that gives a customer a sense of, you know, they know what to expect. Yeah. It really helps them make that next step and call you. You know, you're setting down expectations. So that's brilliant. To, and you're right. You've done this so long and so many times. You don't have to give customers the lowest price. Give them the highest price. Right. Now, we did the same thing, too, with carpet. I don't give people prices based on the carpet material. I give them prices based on their situation. So I said there's five different types of carpet. There's carpet for people that are selling the house or renting the house. There's carpet for people that are going to live there three to five years, and they're either going to sell or rent their house. There's carpet for busy families. And then there's carpet for people that are going to live there the rest of their lives. And then there's Berber. <laughs> Those are the five different types that there is. Okay. And that's based on customers and what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. 
So if you call me up and you say, what do you guys charge? Tell me about your project. What are you looking for? Mm. Oh, we're recarpeting our, our master bedroom and in the living room. Okay. Is this for you or are you selling the house? Yeah. Well, we're selling the house. Oh, great. We got a good program called the home seller dream program where you can get the carpet and pay for it when the house is sold. Oh, nice. And then if you want to buy it now, we'll you give you sold a discount me. off. I don't price. need carpet, but you said I'm not selling a house. But, yeah, I can see where that's an easy sell. Boom, layup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and this stuff's all created, and, and you can see how easy it is to hire a salesperson. Yeah. So what I'm looking for in a salesperson is not somebody that's knowledgeable and experienced in flooring. I'm looking for somebody that's a good salesperson. Right. So what's a good salesperson? That's somebody that is good at follow, following through. You know, I, I've had sales, one of the salespeople I've hired is horrible. You, she communicates to customers and you just cringe the way she's talking to customers. Mm-hmm. She's got the highest closing rate of anybody because she always follows up. She's got a great personality and customers absolutely love her. Yeah. You know, so... You know, and we tend to judge, especially the people we know. We hear them tell the stories over and over again, and we grin. <laughs> but customers have heard it for the first time. They love I it. I have this one guy that always tell customers that he has cats. It's like, dude, you're a single man. Don't tell anybody <laughs> you have cats. It's okay to have cats. It's not okay to tell people you have cats. Don't do that. <laughs> but he would do that. It would make you cringe. But the customers loved him. Mm. All right, fine. <laughs> if that's what they love, that's what they love. Um, talking about, you know, you keep bringing up hiring a salesperson. Um, if I, let's say I was a t- in the in the field, you know, owned a business. If I'm a contractor and, you know, maybe I have five employees and I'm, you know, I, I'm doing about a million a year. Is, is that a comfortable point to bring in that six employee that would be a salesperson or where, what would you suggest at what point in revenue or size of company do you actually want to hire a full-time salesperson? That's a great question. I mean, so, um, as far as what, if I'm new in the business, I mean, the first person I'm hiring, normally your installers are subcontractors. So that's not counting normally. Are you talking about you're the person doing the install? Yeah, I guess I'm, so we're, I guess we're doing two different business talking about, so I'm talking about the installer. Yeah. The business, like if I was a small business selling direct to, to direct to client. If you're an installer, I would hire one person that answers the phone and takes care of all the minutia that I can't get to. And I would train them on how to end, how to sell. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause a lot of the, selling, especially some of you guys, you're so busy. You're so backed up that the only time you should be going to a customer's house is on a sold job. You should never go out on a job that isn't already pre-sold. Now that can be done from the store um, or that can be done by somebody that doesn't have experience. Hmm. I don't understand why people don't give estimates in the home. You know, we've always done this. Uh, there was a study they did about wh- when is a, um, what is the most enjoyable time in a restaurant? The whole experience from going to the restaurant, sitting down to having the meal to possibly dessert and then paying for the meal. Yeah. What is the most enjoyable time of that whole process? And what they find in the study, hmm. it's after you place your order. Hmm. Because after you place your order, you relax. Before you place your order, you're stressed out about what you're going to get. 
The meal, it depends on the quality of the meal. But after you place your order, you're relaxed. Hmm. Now, I want you guys to think about when you're in a customer's home and you measure and you go away without giving an estimate, think about the kind of stress you're putting on that customer. Hmm. They have no idea what to expect. They don't know when you're going to get back to them, if it's an email, and, and other things happen in their lives. Give them an opportunity to buy from you now. This isn't that complicated. Width times length equals square foot equals a you know multiply that by your labor costs, multiply that by your material costs, and give them a damn price. Yeah, no, I was I was figure all this stuff out. Yeah, I was guilty of that myself, and um, hmm, I so I've done. I've, I've interviewed probably 150 tile contractors in the last three years with this podcast. Um, maybe six of them did estimates the way you just described in the home. Like they right. would, they would literally write up an estimate right there on the kitchen table. If it took, you know, 15 minutes, that's what it took. Um, they, they all sold at higher profit. I would say, um, yeah. I was one of those guys who, would almost always go home and and send it the next day. And I think I've I think in my mind the reason this is a popular thing to do is cuz our margins are too damn low. <laughs> so when your margins are so low and that's that's also in my opinion what drives people to they're insistent on going to look at the, even the simplest of jobs. I got to go look at it. I got to drive out to this backsplash, put my eyes on it before I can give them the price that's too low that I need to make my bills. So when when you don't have money and you're 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 operating on a scarcity mindset, which a lot of contractors, you know, have a mindset, uh, you know, and I, I myself struggle with this to this day, you know, for one reason or another, we've, you know, it's it's inbred in us and, you know, whatever, but we have this scarcity mindset. Oh, nobody's going to pay that price, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're, we're operating on such thin margins that we think, um, we, we make up these crazy ideas like, Oh, I got to wait. I got to sleep on it because I don't want to overprice it because I might not get it. So you're always trying to price, you know, you're focused on pricing it low. Whereas contractors like, you know, market, like marketing contractors, contractors in, who hire salespeople, their margins are much higher to where if they if if they fall five percent, it's they're still within that healthy range, you know. Um, so, and that's let's, that's let's what that's my couple, opinion. Yeah, couple fallacies, and and this is something that a lot of people struggle with. How long have you been in the tile business, Luke? Uh, Twenty years. Twenty years. Okay. Um, if you hire somebody, how long is it going to take to train them how to sell what you do? To give them the knowledge that they need to know how to sell what you do. Yeah, pro- you know, probably a few days, like you're saying. I mean, a if they're days. if they're a salesperson, you could probably do it in a, in a, you know have them out yeah. on the road the next day if you wanted to spend six hours with them. Three four days to train yeah. them yeah. about the knowledge, uh, and and that's if you've got a good sales presentation, you could do that. Okay, you if you yourself them. already have a system, correct? Yeah, and, and yet. When customers come into our showroom or we see them, we treat customers as if they're as knowledgeable as we are. Mm-hmm. Even though it took us, you know, days or months or years to learn what we know. People freak out when prices go up, when shipping costs goes up, 
all these costs goes up because they treat customers as if they're knowledgeable about those prices. They treat customers as if they're knowledgeable about what our competition charges, Mm. you know, or what the wholesale price or what it should be. Mm -hmm. You know, one reason that sales don't really work, sales and specials don't really work because customers don't really have a starting point. So one thing I've noticed, any of the sales or specials I've ever had, no customer has ever come in with that offer and said, I want 10% off on that product, or I want to save this dollar amount on this project. They're just coming in because they saw my ad. Mm -hmm. They're not coming in because of the sale or special. Now, I still run promotions. I still run sales and specials because visually it works. Mm. But places like Empire, Home Depot, people that offer free installation, that is not what's driving customers into their store. What drives customers in is the volume of advertising they're doing. Mm. So don't think that customers are that knowledgeable when it comes to price, especially at this. It's not like buying jeans, okay? People have an idea of what jeans cost. Groceries, they have an idea of what that costs. They know a sale, special. They could take advantage of a coupon. Mm -hmm. They have no clue what this is going to cost. So, you know, don't, don't try to fit into a price and don't try to sell that price. Uh, another thing is, is when the customer has a budget or has a price in mind, I never ask them if they have a budget because most of them don't. And again, that's a tough question. You can ask them, don't ask them, what is your budget? Ask them, do you have a budget or do you, are you like most people and you really have no clue what this is going to cost? Because they're probably like most people and they have no clue what this is going to cost. Okay, good. I'll give you a guaranteed accurate estimate in your home. So you know what you're looking at and for everything we're going to do. So you go out. Um, there's a formula. If you raise your prices by 10%, you would have to lose 30% of your business just to break even. Hmm. You know, cause if you think about it, when you raise your prices, that's all profit. Right. So the manufacturers have raised prices maybe six, seven times over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Sales are better than they've ever been <laughs> right. throughout the industry. Right. So if price is that important, how come consumers aren't freaking out about the prices that they're paying? That's what I said. That's what I say, Jerry. I mean, these, you know, sometimes I talk to people and they're like, some of you contractors are ripping people off. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're, we're, we're flesh and blood. You know, we're, we're people here. We're, we're, we're get we're feeding our families and you're not mad at you know, fuel prices. I mean, some of them are supporting them. And then it's like with the lumber, I'm like, you, you saw what happened during the lumber, you know, craze. You saw how high prices went. Building didn't slow down. What like people have the money. Let's, let's earn some money. Are we in it for money or not? (laughs) Let's talk about ripping off customers, please. Do you want to not rip off customers? If you don't want to rip off customers, then do what you said you were going to do for the price you agreed to do it for. Right. Ripping off customers has nothing to do with what you charge. Yeah. It has to do with what you provide. And I'll argue all day long that it's the people who don't charge enough who end up ripping off customers because they can't afford to pay their supplier. They can't afford to do the job. Maybe they have to take another job because this one's not paying enough or they get jammed up with more work than what was required. So do what you said you were going to do for the price you agreed to do it for, mm-hmm. and then you won't be ripping off customers. End of story. It's a it's a transaction between two people, you know. And and yeah. the fact of the matter is, like you said, the lower pricing people are usually the ones that 
you know, the jobs take two or three or four times as long because they're bouncing around trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. Um, They're taking shortcuts on the materials. They're, you know, they don't, you know, they're not going to have an air scrubber. They're not going to have all this stuff. They're not going to provide the experience and, you know, they'll find their client base um, and so be it and I'll find mine. But the fact of the matter is it's a different client base, you know? I mean, if you're doing backsplashes, I would say a backsplash starts at 12.50 and goes up. I, I I don't know why I don't have the experience, but I keep hearing six, seven hundred dollars. It's like there's no wake. And you look at it, and it, it shouldn't be a per square foot deal because there's so much work and labor that goes into it, and also it's worth it. I mean, think about the transformation you're making in somebody's kitchen. Yeah. It's easily worth fifteen hundred dollars. To go from drywall to a beautiful backsplash with cutouts around the outlets and all that, fifteen hundred bucks hands down, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it to have that kind of transformation. So to say that it should be X amount per foot or depends on the material cost, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, we did uh, we we kept getting these requests for stair runners and. You know, we would figure out what it costs for the material, what it costs for the labor. I'm like, this is ridiculous. On average, there's 15 steps. On average, the steps are under 36 inches wide. So the stair run is going to be about 30 inches wide. On average, we need about 10 feet of carpet, 10 by 12. And no matter what the price is of that carpet, just as long as it's, you know, not grossly expensive, um, we can do a stair runner for 1250 1250 that includes labor, binding, installation, all that. Dumb it down, make it simple. I can give a price over the phone mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And then they can come out and choose any carpet that they want. Yeah. If they chose a cheaper carpet, I make a little bit more money. So what? Mm. You know, but make it easy for customers to make buying decisions. Gotcha. Yeah. That's one of the chapters in my book is, is you got to make it easy for customers to make a buying decision. And one of the reasons that people will take quotes back and work them out is because they want to be honest and ethical Mm -hmm. and they want to be transparent, but they're giving customers details that they don't care about or they don't want to know. Mm -hmm. We have a system. We'll do the flooring in your house for 1250 a square foot. That includes the material tear out of tile. It includes the installation. It includes all transition moving furniture. It includes baseboards. It includes, um, toilets or appliances, anything that has to be moved. It includes getting that job done right. Wow. Okay, so I can measure width, length, and give you a complete package for twelve fifty a square foot. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy for customers to make a buying decision, and they get it all done. They get it done the right way. Now, if we broke it down, we can break it down and show them how it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Um, but in reality, a lot of people are going to charge them less. Who cares what people are charging them? I don't care what my competition's charging them. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, I don't make competitive statements. I don't talk about being cheaper, faster, better, because anytime you make a competitive statement, you're giving the customer an option to use somebody else. Right. Because right. you're cheaper than who, or you're better yeah. than who, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll get it done faster than who. Right. You know, so we focus on customer experience, not, not it's not about us. Yeah. It's about what your experience is going to be like, you know, when we're going to show up, what the guarantees are like, you know, what kind of floor prep there is, or, you know, what, what should you expect? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm amazed at these guys that do 
uh, refinishing. They, they refinish wood floors and they're under five bucks a foot. I'm like, are you insane? Right. How are you charging under $5 a square foot for something that should easily be $7 a square foot? Yeah. And if, if it were me, it'd be eight fifty a square foot. And I would give you a discount based on the volume of work that you have. So if you have a bigger project, I'll give you 20% off. Sure. Sure. So I've, I've talked about two things when it comes to pricing, you know, People do like to save money. So one way to help people save money is to raise your prices. Mm -hmm. So you can raise your prices and then offer them discounts. Look, it's human nature. It works. You know, do they want you to just be flat out honest and give them the price? No, I'm sorry. They don't. Everybody goes for sales. Everybody goes for specials. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to Kohl's, they're going to give you 50% off the second belt. Nobody needs the second belt, but we're all going to buy it to save money. Yeah. We're all going to spend more money in order to save money. So yeah. it's human nature. Every single store, Amazon, Walmart, all of them play that game. So just play the damn game, you know, and sell the stuff and provide an excellent customer experience. That's what your focus should be on. Not on being the cheapest, you know, not on providing a good price. You know, if you're focused on the price, then so is the customer. Why are you introducing that to a customer? You know, right, right now, what do customers want more than anything? They don't want a low price. They want to get their project done. Right. You right. can't get a contractor to come out. Oh, that's crazy. To give you a price, to get around to doing your project. Yeah. You know, so it's not about the price. It's about getting it done right now. Yeah. They be, don't have that many choices. Yeah. We got to be careful of our words when we're, when we're, you know, communicating with potential clients. You know, we can... We can start off a project like, well, Jerry, it's going to, you know, it's a lot of money, but you know, so if you already put that seed in their head, like you said, like why talk about the price in that negative way? Like why bring up that it's expensive at all? It might be what's expensive to me is cheap cheap to you. Yeah, Quit selling out of your own pocket. It's worth it to them. They want it done. Yeah. And, uh, and we did do a backsplash and we gave the job to the guy that gave us a quote right there. Cause somebody says, well, I got to go back and figure it out. Really? What do you have to figure out? <laughs> you know? And it's like, just give me a price right now. They would have hired him on the spot, but yeah, since he yeah. didn't and he did get back to her like three or four days later that it was and I, th- I think it was less or more, but it was irrelevant. We already hired the other guy. Yeah. You know, cause I want to get this project going. Yeah. So why, you go back and work out that quote, you're going to lose that job to me because I'm going to come in and you might be doing a better job than me, but I'm going to sell that job. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because you, you mentioned this at the outset of the, uh, of the podcast here, how, you know, with the blinds company, you noticed that, you know, you were an expert and very knowledgeable with blinds, but other people who were doing an inferior job were selling at a higher price point or busier than you or whatever. That's the same realization I came to in my career, in my contractor business, where I was like, man, how are these companies expanding so rapidly and selling at such high price points? And then their reviews were good, but I'm a contractor. I put my eyes on it. I'm like, well, they they messed up here. They messed up there. These guys don't know what they're doing compared to a guy like me. And that's when I realized something had to change and maybe I needed to imitate their marketing and, you know, oh, they have logos on their trucks. Maybe I should get a logo on my truck. Oh, they wear company uniforms. Maybe I should wear company uniforms. And once I started realizing that it was all those small things that was going to put more money in my pocket, 
and, you know, uh, allow me to get in front of, you know, better clients. Uh, and, you know, like you said, I mean, these clients, they deserve a good contractor too. So market to, towards them. You're doing them a favor. At least they're not going for, you know, this, um, a, a company who excels at marketing, but fails at actually inst- installing. But the funny thing is the reviews were good. So it's all about the experience because some of the work was terrible, but the people will still Oh, we love the experience with Jim and John and the salesperson and this and that and the follow up and the communication. So it's 99% is about the communication and the experience. Exactly. I was just going to say that, that it's all communication because you can do a horrible job, but just as long as you communicate and you get back to them and you take care of them and do what you said you're going to do, they love you and they'll hire you again. Mm -hmm. Let me give you guys one huge tip that, you guys should all be using and realize how important this is. If you're the ones that are doing the installation or you're the owner of a company, you don't install anymore. You need to offer the owner's promise guarantee. You know, one thing I love about working for Luke is that we have the owner's promise guarantee. So Luke will actually come out here. He's been doing this over 20 years. And if there is a problem on your job, the owner will come out here and take care of it. And uh, oftentimes he'll get on his knees and fix whatever the problem is because he's really that good at it. And that's why I like working for this company now instead of, you know, I used to work for Home Depot and it's just a horrible customer experience. I mean, how powerful is that to give your salesperson? Yeah. If I'm a salesperson, you're giving me a great closing tool. Mm-hmm. And, and here's another thing when it comes to closing, there's this guru I listen to, Chet Holmes. I got him from Tony Robbins, uh, Chet Holmes, uh, really good business book, the ultimate sales machine, uh, very black and white about how to do things. I loved reading his book. Um, Chet Holmes teaches that if you are the best op- option for a customer, if you think it's best, it's in the best interest of the customer to go with you, then you have an obligation mm. to close that job as hard as possible. Wow. I mean, think about that. And how many of you guys wouldn't say that you are the best option for that customer Mm -hmm. at any price? You know, if they don't go with you, they're not going to get as good of an experience Mm -hmm. as in as good of a job when they go with you. So you are doing a disservice by not closing that job and not getting that job. Yeah, you got to flip the narrative. You got to create the narrative and then, you know, stick with it. Um, I like that a lot. I like that. Thanks, Jerry. Hopefully everybody's – what's that? Yeah, you know we're going to get the five-star reviews. You know you got the experience. You know know what your customer's experience is like. Wouldn't you like to offer that to everyone? Yeah. Well, listen, Jerry, we have some more stuff to talk about, but we're running out of time. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, I think we'll have to schedule round two where we can dive into Goik, you know, getting off your knees. I, I think a lot of people, I, I we could touch on it now, but I like to keep them around an hour or so. I think that sure. that that you know discussion will probably fill up in another hour. You know, just getting off your knees, how to do it, how to transition from that owner operator and create a business that's sustainable and could live without you it would be um, maybe round two we can do in April or May, Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. Right. There's a lot of challenges you guys face and I, I get it when you trying to trust other people to do what you can do better. 
Yeah. You know, it's really, it's really hard to do when it comes to installation, especially installation and then selling and other things. Trying to trust somebody else is really hard. Trying to transition from the price that you're used to charging to now you got to charge a retail price. You got to charge a full retail price, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're paying other people to do that and trying to justify that in your head. Uh, I'm telling you guys, when it comes to price, you think about it way more than the customer does. Mm, that's true. You should sell with confidence and, you know, know that you're worth it. And, you know, it, it's never dismiss the skill that you have and, and the, the experience. And don't take it for granted that the customer should know. You know, I hear a lot of, a lot of people, the way they talk about customers is, you know, well, they should know I'm, I'm really good. No, they don't. Why should they know or why should they understand that you're much better or what they experience? You, you have to explain it and put it in print. And I'll show you a way that you do that. Any of you guys can reach out to me and I'll spend an hour with any of you. I never say no to anybody. So, um, and have a conversation and show you exactly how to sell more and make more money doing it. Nice. Nice. Well, we appreciate it, Jerry. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for the valuable knowledge you're sharing. Um, and he, and uh, we'll, we'll get you on round two. This has been such an enjoyable experience for sure. We'll get you scheduled here in April or May. And um, where can people find you? Where do you hang out? So definitely the Flooring Dealer and More Forum, but uh, jerrylevinson.com is my website. Also, um, just through Messenger. You know, I, I do respond to everyone. So I'm like the easiest person in the world to get a hold of. Great. So any of you guys have questions, I know people from starting a business to selling a business have reached out to me and I enjoy the conversation and anything I can do to help you guys along. Very cool. And I, I'm as good as I am at selling flooring. I'm lousy at selling consulting. So it's not going to be a pitch fest for uh, consulting, <laughs> but I do offer that as well. So, uh, uh, and the master class is something a lot of flooring dealers have taken that master class, and it's about the business side. You know, I'm not an expert when it comes to installation or product, yeah. uh, but I, I will help you sell you better than you can. Right. Nice. Nice. All right, Jerry, well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for sharing your knowledge again. And uh, Tile Friends, until next time, please, please, please remember to stay profitable out there, Tile Friends. All right, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>